right, we're back. Yay, team. Oh, what a beautiful day outside. It is so gorgeous out there. I greatly appreciate it. You guys spending your afternoon with me, and hopefully you're walking around the lakes. And Now, remember, with all this meltdown, a lot of those puddles are holding um, salt in them from all the salt that they use on, you know, the streets and the sidewalks. So you don't slip on your butt. So make sure you wash your dog's paws very, very well when you get home. Because otherwise, if you just, you know, get between the toes. So if your dog lays down and, and licks it. Now, remember, it's toxicity. It's not going to make kill them like today. But if they hit, keep licking that salt and digest that, their kidney and liver is going to be tough, really hard of that. So you got to really pay attention or get your dog used to boots. And then you, that will help out a lot. All right. Okay. And then, um, you know what? I forgot the question. <laughs> oh, here we are. There we go. Okay. Okay, what has two tails, two heads, and walks around on all four? Carly? Uh, uh, two heads, know. two tails, walks around on all four. Um, Dr. Jess? Uh, push me, pull you. Close. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. A woman with a ponytail riding on the back of a horse. Two heads, two tails. Two heads, two tails. Four um, riding on... Four legs. Um, um, A woman with a ponytail riding on the back of a horse. Yes. That would make sense. There you go. Okay. Fine. 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 (laughs) Okay. Let's head to the phone lines. We were talking to Barb before we left there about what to feed her puppy. Puppy seemed uh, uh, overly hungry. And so uh, we're mentioning that, you know, apparently the food is not feeding. And then also, too, like, you know, remember the stress of leaving the mom or the stress of being weaned, then leaving the mom, leaving the litter mates, uh, being uh, over vaccinated. And then now we'd come into a new home. Where are Who are you? Where am I at? All that plays havoc on them. The system where the enzymes and such like that. So you've got to help, you know, replenish yeah. uh, a lot of that because of the stress. And that's through uh, probiotics, digestive enzymes. Fish oil. Fish oil, yep. And the fish oil, we were talking about it earlier, is that, and that's really important that they did a, uh, I had a gal that came to my class that was raising mastiffs, and she did, uh, she had two uh, litters that whelped at the same time, and she did one, she gave fish oil, the minute they started eating, they got fish oil until they were six months, and the other one she did not do it with, she couldn't believe the difference in the mental state of the I ones that her. got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you? Yeah. yeah. She couldn't remember. I mean, she couldn't remember. She couldn't believe. Speaking and of mental so, yeah, state. There you go. So that's why it's so important for puppies, folks, to get them on good fish oil. And so the krill oil is awesome. Uh, now, how you know if you got a good fish oil or bad fish oil? What you do is, you, if you got a capsule, okay, break the capsule and then put it in the bottom or drip it into a styrofoam cup go to bed wake up the next morning if there's a hole in your styrofoam cup it's bad fish oil it's low grade it's like the bottom of the barrel stuff all right or if you got liquid you know that in a pump mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so and one thing that i did it, i didn't realize that was uh, dr karen becker uh did a deal about fish oil and once it had the pump how convenient they are but the air can get up into that fish oil in the refrigerator right. it's not sealed tight so you really should just get the kind that had the cap and not the pump Right, that's why I prefer the capsules. But that's why also with some fish oils, particularly the ones that have pumps, a lot of them will have vitamin E added as well okay. because vitamin E is a fat-soluble antioxidant. All right. And so it's it's trying to keep the fish oil from going rancid. But again, if there's a constant, you know, if, if oil can come out through the pump, air is Gingles. getting in through the right. pump. So. Yep. yep, so that's why you should just use the yep. capsules or <clears throat> whatever. But So that's why it's important, too. And, that's, and we talked about extra virgin coconut oil. That's a good, so, uh, sustainable uh, fat 
Uh, it's good for the coat, good for the digestive system, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, and itching, you know, in dogs. And so, uh, so that's so the, so between the probiotic, digestive enzymes, the fish oils, and then maybe uh, putting in a little bit more fiber with uh, either sweet potatoes, baked sweet potatoes, and scoop them out, or you can get the can but vacuum pack, not in syrup. All right. Um, obviously, the baked ones are better. And then canned tomatoes, or tomatoes, potato, pumpkin, uh, canned pumpkin. Uh, Were we going to get mm, Barb back? I'm going to do that. Yeah, we got oh. Barb. Yeah. Okay. Barb, you're there, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, and so, another thing, you guys, I, like, like I said, uh, Zoe is my dog's name, never is ever alone until, like, today we went to church and did huh? some errands, came home. She was really crazy mm-hmm. um, because she wasn't with us. Right. But... Um, she last night pooped in her kennel. Okay, mm-hmm. stress. So I'm like, am I feeding her too much again? So, no, I, I, I don't think it necessarily indicates that. Have you had a poop sample checked at the vet? Yes, I did, and everything was fine. Oh, good. Okay, I mean, so you just have to, you know, maintain awareness of your dog's um, intake habits it. and yeah, yeah. And when, intake when and outtake to go outside. Yeah, and see, so the good thing yeah, to do yeah, is every, the every yeah. day would you would you feed them? Uh, you write in the refrigerator, uh, fed at seven a.m. out, and then and then when they go out, mark down the time and what they did, piddled or doodooed, and you're going to see how your dog processes things. So you'll know, okay. like, don't be standing out there waiting for a doodoo when one doesn't normally come at that time of day. All right, it's a, <laughs> right. It's a little more challenging right. because the foods that you have been using are a lot of filler. And so they create large, bulky stools and the need to poop a lot. And when you upgrade your food, you find that the poop is smaller and your dog doesn't need to poop so many times a day. Yes. So essentially, when you're feeding puppies, like the general rule is to let the puppy decide how much they need to eat. Because so your puppy is eating for um, energy, activity, play and growth. And when you have a large breed dog like a lab, they have to go from, you know, 30 pounds to 70 pounds in the course of just a few months, like three or four months, they're going to get that big. So it does yeah. take a lot of food. The difficulty, of course, with Labradors is that they don't really have a shutoff when it comes yeah. to feeding. Uh, yeah. So I think mm-hmm. you need to continually increase the amount that you're feeding your puppy over time so that they have enough energy to grow as well as sustain their daily activities. In in, oh, okay. a, in a laboratory scenario, you would weigh your puppy every morning and you would recalculate the amount that you need to feed for that day. <laughs> but since this is real life, we're not going to do that. But what we do need to do is increase the amount that you're feeding at least once a week. And so you can kind of okay. do that. If you feed your puppy and she inhales the food and looks at you and says, what else? You got to give That's what she does. <laughs> you got to give her something else. She's hungry. Yeah. She's hungry. Yeah. And so now's okay. your time to say, well, here's some cottage cheese. Here's some yogurt. Here's some canned food. Here's some raw food. Here's. But also, too, is but, that we but, don't want to blow up the dog. We don't want to get him fat. So what you got to yeah. learn to do is once a week, like every Sunday when I get home from the radio station, I stay on my dogs. I, so they're standing in front of me and I take my fi- pointer fingers and I put them on each side where the shoulders are and, and I, from that front rib and I go down the sides and so that I can feel the casing of the ribs. I don't want to feel gaps. I want to feel the casing of the ribs. And that's the same hmm. thing with puppies. Because like I say, if you got, yeah, that's what people forget is that they're puppy and they're growing, that right. they got to bump yeah. that food up, you know, to go with the growth okay. and stuff. And so that's why go by how your dog feels. If it, you know, all of a sudden you got gaps, <laughs> gaps in the ribs, maybe we need to bump that up now. <laughs> right. right? Okay. And so, because we don't want to blow them up. We don't want a fat puppy on the right. other end so, either. Right. So that's the big challenge is doing this with a Labrador retriever. So what I would do is pre-soak the food like Katie always recommends. Yes. Do not feed this puppy dry food dry. Nope. 
So what you do is you is take... That is yeah, a I've been putting a little water in it. No, 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 no. Yeah. A lot of water. That is a recipe for bloat. Yes. Eating dry food oh, to a dog yep. like this. And so what you want to do is that now... Uh, remember Luann? Okay, Luann just gave me a big hit because it is. it takes a while to soak it right. See, if you've got a non-grain-free, it takes a half hour to absorb all the water you put in it. If you've got grain-free, it takes an hour. Luann, the one that is so good with, you know, uh, what's sitting in that, Jackson. Okay, she said to grind it in a grind. She had a separate blender that she just used for the dog food. And she'd put, you know, take like two the two cups and then grind it down and see. Because obviously two cups of whole kibble is going to look a lot different than two cups of ground kibble, correct? You understand what I'm saying? True. Yeah. Okay, so then what you do yeah. is you get to understand what it looks like, two cups of ground, uh, of cut kibble kibble and then what it goes down to so you don't overfeed it now and so now the process of rehydrating is maybe yeah. you know 10 15 minutes instead of a half hour to an hour and so but she had a separate blender for her for her dog food and so i which i was a genius idea because see now i if you eating feeding dry food to a dog the kibble and if they saw you know like inhale their food then what happens is they go that's like eating a box of saltine crackers then they go over yeah. and they drink a whole buttload of water to compensate for that dry <laughs> matter and now it all sets in their stomach and causes a lot of weight they move wrong or jump wrong the stomach flips and now the dog is, is bloating and dying right but oh. if you rehydrate the food they sl- it slows them down you can add your supplements to it okay and then um, uh, like I say put put whatever you feeding let's say two cups uh, in the morning here okay then put uh, hot tap water on it until it floats really nice put it aside wait a half hour for non-grain free an hour for grain free if you're not going to grind it down but anyway so then mm-hmm. after it's done then uh the water is all gone now feel the kibble is it is it soft it should be almost soft to the middle of the kibble if it is then flip it you know with a fork put your supplements in and then give it to the dog but you want to rehydrate the dry food is going to be a lot healthier especially dogs that that gulp their food because dogs don't okay. chew their food they inhale right. it <laughs> but, but could you could you um like rehydrate the food the night before because you when, when you wake up to a hungry puppy you don't have an hour to let the food so oh, if you want to use a glass pyrex you know don't put it in the fridge what you just do is just you know put the you put put mix in a pyrex you know so it's all floating <laughs> cover it put it aside and then now overnight i tell some people if your if your schedule is nuts make breakfast at dinner and dinner at breakfast uh-huh. You know, so then that way mm-hmm. there you can come home, open it. It's already rehydrated. You know, mix it up, put your supplements in, and then feed it out. Right. And typically at this age, I would still feed three times a day. Okay. So, usually. So just a quick question, you guys. If I, like, if I don't have time to do that and I and I have her food, can I mix that pumpkin stuff in there and then bring that to her? Yeah, you could do that, but yeah, still, she's still gulping that. Bit. Yeah. No, and, th- and that's would, not going to be hydrated. Yeah. Have you seen kibble? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's dry. Yeah, yeah. You, you you put you could bounce it off the wall and it won't break. <laughs> and and you would yeah, not want to put in like you would not want to feed your dog that okay. much pumpkin. Yeah, like that could okay. really be constipating. <laughs> so like a spoonful okay. of pumpkin is one thing, but a cup of pumpkin I would not give. But if you get much. used to rehydrating, di- you know, breakfast at dinner and dinner at breakfast, you know, and make sure you cover it. That's the thing. Okay, it, it, it works out really good. Or you grind the food, and, and in 15 minutes, it's, it's all set to go. You put your hot water on it, and it's going to absorb, and then you put, you know. But the whole thing is, you got to remember, you take two cups, whatever is going to be your feeding, and you put that in the grinder and find look at how much, it, it, now maybe two cups of whole, you know, the kibbles. Right, it's going to take up to, a lot less space when you grind right. up the pieces. Yes, you don't add okay. more. You just, now it's in a different right. form, okay? Another option is, I do have a couple of raw feeding classes coming up that are on my website on the events page. And, and what's that? Uh, 
honestly, uh, oh, good website. Yeah, honestly, feeding a puppy raw food is like just so much easier yeah. than putting dry food in a blender. Yeah. I'm thinking, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, so, what's a, your website? It's holistic-vet-care.com. Okay. So okay. You can add. You know, you don't want a little total raw. Then just add it. Maybe one or two, three feedings. Uh, you know, a week. You know, just yep. you just want to rotate, rotate. Do the best for your pupper. Okay. Okay, can I ask one more question? Well, you're going to have to hold on to that um, thought because uh, i got, okay. I got to run the break, so hold on, okay? Okay, let's see. Would you rather live in a museum or live in a theme park? Live in a museum or live in a theme park? Be back. Oh, there goes Carly's head. She's a-rocking and a-moving. All right, we're winding down here. Boy, I tell you, today is really going fast, I'll tell you. Okay, would you rather live in a museum or live in a theme park? Carly. I believe I would like to live in a theme park. Okay, and why? Really? Yeah, just because um, I'm all about like, let's go on some roller coasters. Let's go to like the water park. Let's go to some like, you know, spooky houses during Halloween time. Like, you know, they switch it up. There you go. What would you like, Dr. Jess? Well, I was thinking theme parks obviously attract zombies. And so that's, <laughs> I that's why I mean, you're what's more me. fun than that? Uh, Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know the world of zombies. Whereas if you saw the movie, you know, the night at the museum movie. Oh yeah. I love them. Yeah. I mean, they but attracted that really cavemen. Yep. cavemen. So yep. that was okay. Yeah. So what are you going to go for? The I museum? I go for the museum. Oh, would you? It seems safer than the theme park. Theme parks are in- highly populated by zombies. Well, see, museums, I'm bored by that stuff. You know, I don't know why I'm not fascinated where we're to learn things. Well, we didn't say what have. kind of museum. Okay. If it was That's like true. Night like, at the I, Museum, then I might switch. Okay. But, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Night at the Museum. Could be but the it, Natural but History yeah, but Museum. The you could ride parks, a mammoth. The, the only time <laughs> thing I'd be doing at the theme parks is, is riding over and over and over and over again the carousel. <laughs> <laughs> Still fun. Oh, I you know, love you get to yeah. you get to switch up the horse or yeah. whatever yeah. animal yeah. you're on. Zombies love so carousels. I d- yeah, I don't. What is up with you and yeah. zombies, Doctor Jess? <laughs> theme parks. I just think zombies. Yeah. I don't know. Did you why. like recently watch Zombieland or something? Oh, no, wow. no, I didn't even know that. I know Bradley Trainers into zombies. Uh, a while back. I don't know if he still is. Yeah, I, I, so I, I have no know. idea why I have that association. That's crazy. Okay, let's head to the phone line. We got people waiting. Okay, we so... we back to Barb again? Yes. Okay, we're back to Barb. Okay, Barb, are you still with us? Yes. Okay, so yes, what was I your, what's your I, other I question? I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I do have one quick question about the breeder when I bought the dog. It still has its dew claws. Okay. Good. Um, is that okay? Good. I mean, Good. we... We, we live on a farm. I think she's good, you know, but my husband might do a little bit of hunting, doesn't do much. But It is, is stupid is okay to, to remove the them. Yeah. It is stupid to remove them. Oh, it is? Yeah. Yes. And the thing is, always, unless they're really, really floppy, they might catch on something. But then, but the thing is, past that bridge when it comes to doesn't even but, matter. It's like you, you would not, you do not have your children's fingers amputated because they might slam them in a door, <laughs> right? And so this idea okay. that well, the dewclaw might get caught on something, and therefore we should remove them. But you're you are disabling the dog. Dogs use all their toes and they use their thumbs to grab on, especially when they're running across uneven ground. Dogs, okay. I mean, think of the difference between dogs who do, and just look at your own hands and think if you didn't have thumbs, and dogs who try to do agility with 
all their th- all their hands uh-huh. or if you were missing your thumbs. Okay. Can you see how it would be more oh. difficult if you did not have thumbs? Yeah. And I have seen oh, thank you so much. I have seen slow motion videos of dogs running across fields and you can see they're using their thumbs to grab on. Okay, and not every dog has those the dew claws, so well, so that, that's yeah. because, no, 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 yeah. no. The the front dew claws are always uh, if they don't have them they're surgically removed. All dogs have five mm. toes on the front. Okay. I have to look at that. And then some dogs will have no dew claws on the rear, one dew claw on the rear, double dew claws on the rear. Okay, I've seen that double dew claws. You can claws see three of them. Yeah. On, you see all <laughs> kinds of mutations. Yeah, but, there you go. Yeah, but everybody's got full yeah. hands on front. So the big thing, too, with this puppy, too, is, yeah, with the, with the puppy is, uh, and because they grow so fast, every morning when you feed them and every evening when you feed them, check the collar to make sure the collar yeah. is, is loose enough. Because sometimes they can grow so much in a day that they're being strangled by their collar. Every time they move, there's pressure, and that is not good. So always put your oh, yeah, fingers yeah. in there. Yeah, put your For fingers sure in there. we do that. We've already yep. done that twice. Yep, and then also, too, you've got to teach this dog independence. You know, when you're home with them all day, sometimes that's an injustice if you don't. So sometimes if you're in the office, uh, you know, put the dog is in a kennel at another part of the house so that the dog knows how to be separate from you and doesn't have to have you always within their space because that will cause create you know separation anxiety so you got to teach this okay. dog to be independent whereas you know like i say he can be on his own and not be ball hauling about it because where's my masters i can't see him i can't touch him you want them to you know <laughs> you, you want them to be you want to uh, raise an independent child okay Gotcha. And then also a puppy oh, class is good. I'm so <laughs> happy I called. I saw you on Twin Cities Live and I just it made my day. Oh, well, good. Thank you. I got a face. It's a two-minute rule for yeah, sure. Yeah, it I, is. I it makes a, hu- it makes, good. It makes a huge good. difference. Yeah. I got a face for radio. Every time I do Twin Cities Live, it's like, oh, Lordy, now what am I going to wear? How's my hair? And all good gravy. But, <laughs> it was great. Yeah, thank great. you. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks thank for the you call. Guys. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. That's up next. Okay, we have Kim up next, and Kim has a question about a new puppy mounting a older puppy. And that's the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, Kim, how you doing? Hey, I'm okay. How are you? Good, good. So how old is the older dog? Well, the older dog, they're both, um, she just turned five. We adopted her at the end of October. So she just turned five, and she's snoring on my lap. So if you hear hear a weird okay. noise, it's not my stomach. Okay. It's my dog. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that was so. Okay. The new dog. What is the new dog? The new dog. So they're both Frenchies, oh, and Frenchies. Okay. the new dog is currently in foster, and we're looking forward to adopting him soon. He will be four right. in March. Okay. So he's a little bit younger. He just got um, neutered two and a half weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. So it's gonna take a while for the hormones to do the flip flop. All right. And when dogs mm-hmm. hump uh, each other, you know, that sometimes it's a can be a sexual thing, but it also is a dominance thing that I'm cool and you're not. All right. Mm-hmm. So when he goes to hump, you know, the other dog, like clap your hands or stomp your feet and go, ah, wrong. Okay, ah, wrong. And then redirect them onto something else. Where's your ball? Come over here. You know, get them onto something else. Move them past. You know, kind of give them a cold shower type thing. You can mm-hmm. also take a, a shake, a pop can, rinse out, put five pennies in it, tape the top of it with duct tape. And as the dog, you can see as he's about ready to try it. You know, he's saddling upside. Just quick, shake the can. Ah, wrong. Leave it. And then redirect. Hey, where's your, where's this? Get him onto something else. So get into his head. Don't allow him to do that. Right. Okay. And then, like I say, it takes about 90 days for the hormones to do the to- total flip flop, whether or not, the, you know, the extra testosterone is uh, yeah. is left. 
<laughs> so it will get better over time. But too. you also got to do your due diligence. There are a lot of dogs okay. that are fixed and have been fixed for years and want to hump everything right. in sight. Okay, because oh, nobody exactly. got yeah nobody got into their head. Because I really believe in my own personal you know thinking like a dog that I think the longer it goes, the dog truly does maybe get a high from it. All right, and so it mm-hmm. becomes an, <laughs> an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, he does seem pretty obsessive about it. So yep. do you have any tips? Because we've been trying to do that, right? Some of that. But what I've noticed just, so we, we've had him, we babysat him a couple times. So now he's been here since yesterday. But when we do that, it's starting to scare Most, my little girl. Yeah. Okay. So you, when we clap and, and she's. So now, you know, it's okay. kind of freaking her Right, out. okay, two things. And then you can either get a you know, the plant mister, hair mister, fill it yep. with water, set it on stream and blast them, and just give them yep. a, ah, leave it, all right? Or you can yep. take a, make sure you put a leash, let him drag a six-foot nylon leash around. So okay. that the minute he looks like he's going to do it, pick up the leash, give it a pop, hey, wrong, all right? And so, okay. that, so then, uh, you know what I mean? It's hopefully it'll be less stress on your other one, you know, as far as clapping the hands down for the feet, such things like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good luck. Thank That's you for fostering. Good. Thank you. But yeah. we're looking because we're like, oh my god, if this doesn't get better, I don't know if this is going to work out. But yep. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. And sometimes if it seems over, and give them, put them in the, give them a timeout, put them in the kennel, yep. let them kind of breathe and hang out and settle down. Because usually you see it happening more when things are are getting. Um, Escalated, you know what I mean. Yeah. Words, they've been playing. Uh, you know, you've been doing something, and all of a sudden, the 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 humping dog will is looking for something to hump. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, I'm all worked up. Where, what can I hump? <laughs> so so, you know, pay attention to the when he does it, and then like I say, get his head. Ah 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 ah. Don't even think it. Ah uh, ah. Uh, leave it. Right, come here. Okay. Come over here. Redirect. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the day. Thing. You bet. Bye bye. Okay. All right, there we go. Where are we at? Okay, next. Do you want to start with them? Sure. Okay, so we're going to go to Owen. Owen has a question about two dogs and a cat that are not getting along. <laughs> okay. Hey, Owen, how you doing? Hi. Hi. What kind of dog do you got? Um, we have a Sheepadoodle, which is the puppy, and he's 10 weeks. And then we have a um, Golden Doodle, who is a 10-year dog. Okay. Okay, and so then what's going on? And then you got one cat. So was the cat chasing the dogs or the dogs chasing the cat? Um, well, my puppy just likes to chase my cat all the time. Uh-huh. And my dog just growls at the puppy all the time. So we we're wondering how we could get them to get along better. Okay. Well, first of all, you got a puppy with puppy mush brain. They have no focus, okay? None whatsoever. And the sheepadoodle, you got to remember what they, it was. You know, it's a poodle with a hunting breed. And then a sheepadoodle, the uh, old English sheepdogs, is a herding dog. So they love to chase things, all right? And so let's yeah. talk about it more when we get back. You can tell, hold on, don't don't hang up, all right? And then we're going to talk okay. more about it when we get back, okay? You are camping and have a match, a candle, an oil lamp, and a campfire. When it gets dark, which one do you light first? Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for tuning into the KDK9 show. I'm here every Sunday, 4 to 6. And see the K9 questions and occasional feeding questions. And look at the time. It is 5.30 and look at outside. It's the light. It's like, whoa. That's why I said, and the oh, sun is still out. I know it. <laughs> I was okay. very excited. You're camping and you have a match, a candle, an oil lamp, and a campfire. When it gets dark, which one do you light first? When it gets dark? Yep. Um, I mean, 
I, I assume the campfire would already be on. No, it gets dark. Which one of those you're going to light first? And, and how did you turn on the campfire? With Precisely. a match. Yes. Okay, so who gets... <laughs> match. Yes, the match goes but, first. You're camping, but when you have it's a match. dark. Which one do you light first? Oh, a match. Good, good. This is an oldie and <laughs> Thanks, a goodie. Thanks, Jess. Yeah, this is an oldie and a goodie. When I read that one, I was like, oh, I haven't heard that one in a long time. So, it took me a while. Yeah, yeah there you go. Because I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I could tell. I told you were a little befuddled there. Oh, well, we got you on the right track. That's the main name of the game. Okay? I mean, you know, yeah. learning curve right now. There you go. Okay, let's go back to Owen. We got to talk to him about his puppies. He didn't have enough energy with a golden doodle. He went and got a sheep doodle, too. <laughs> Owen, are you with us? Yeah. All right. Okay, the main thing is, is that now how old's your cat? Um, five years. Okay. Now, does your did your golden doodle and the cat get along okay? Yeah, they get along great. Okay, so the new pupper is the one that's stirring the pot, correct? Yeah. Okay, so what I would do is, number one, get into some puppy classes so you can start getting some manners in his head. Number okay. two, let him drag a leash around the house so you got something to quick step on. And don't allow him to chase the cat because remember you got a herding breed in him, the sheep, you know, the old English sheepdogs. Okay, so he's gonna want it. He has a higher prey drive. So if it moves, there he's on it. So you've got to teach him this is a no no in the house. You know, no no no. You don't. You be nice. You got to grow up and be nice. All right. Okay. And so and the puppy is all fun and games. You know, they have no focus point. They have the attention span of a gnat. And so that's why, you know, it's like you can yell till you're purple in the face and the dog is like, but I got to get that cat. It's, it's moving. Got to do something with it. All right. Yeah. And so then as you know, like if you're sitting watching TV, have the new pup, you know, on uh, uh, on a leash with you. And if he like the cat walks in the room and the pup jumps up like cat, you're going to go leave it, leave it. And, so, and then redirect the dog onto, hey, where's, you know, come, come here, where's your ball? Get him onto something else, all right? So yeah. the, that, the, but once the dog goes in motion, you know, chasing the cat, that you, you won't have any success stopping him, all right? So you just got to get really good with your timing. And also, too, if the dog is really being obnoxious, let her put him in a, a, a kennel for a timeout just to breathe, hang out. You can settle down. The cat, everybody can settle down, all right? But okay. if your other dog gets along okay with the cat, now it's just a question of the, the new pup. And that probably won't happen until the pup is about a year and a half, two years old. All right? So, But the first year is going to be the worst. The first six months is the worst, worst. And so you just got to control it and then just let them know. Use the word leave it. Leave it means leave the cat alone. All right. And so yeah. then, like I say, have him on that leash and get him into an obedience class so you can start getting control where the dog starts looking to you for direction. Uh, and so uh, eventually, like, it will come together, but it's, it's going to take some time. It's not just going to happen overnight. All right. Okay. Okay. Any other question? No. Okay, kiddo. Thanks for the, thanks for the call. Yeah, have, bye. Ha- good luck. Have a good one. Yeah. You know, like I say, you got the energize of a golden retriever and a doodle. So a golden doodle. Wow factor and that's why i asked if the golden retriever and the um golden do and the cat got along okay mm-hmm. okay good so then what the pot stir is is the pup so that's who we got to control is that pup so we'll hopefully eventually it'll come together so okay who's up next sir we're gonna go to jerry Yay. and jerry has a question about a dog with a bad back all right let's check it out hi jerry hi hi what kind of dog do you have it's a Australian Shepherd um, Irish Setter mix. Oh, cool! Um, how old? He's um, thirteen to fourteen. I'm not sure. I rescued up. Okay, thank so, you for rescuing. And he's he's very he's usually very hyper. Okay. And within the last couple of days, he woke up like I thought it was a dream, 
is he sleeps in a beanbag, and he got up whimpering, and now his back legs don't really work. Okay. Yes, I, I got a couple ideas. He, well, uh, usually, I mean, for this kind of thing, you need to take him into a vet. Um, okay. I know. I just, mm-hmm. I know, but it would happen that, like, Saturday night, so vets aren't usually yeah. open too much on weekends, but... That's why that's why there's emergency places. Yeah, but was he doing anything like on Friday? Did was there any extra activities that you did on Friday? Not that I noticed. He likes to. I say squirrel and he runs. Okay. Say squirrel. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Right, but you know there there's a lot of options that it could be. You know everything from a slip disc to vestibular disease, which is just like vertigo and people, and okay. so. That's why, like, if you have a dog who can't get up, it's helpful to have them examined because your vet will be able to test the reflexes and will be able to tell you, like, what most likely is going on. Because not everything gets treated the same, and sometimes there's stuff that you can do at home, and sometimes there's not. So, Right. I'm trying to get them uh, with a heating pad and stuff like that. just Because I know my back goes out on me because I'm in construction. Uh So, you know... It usually works its way out. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and some, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. You know, you got to be a little bit careful with heating pads if you have a dog who can't move off the heating pad if it gets too hot for them. Right. So, right. Mm-hmm. is oh. he still eating and everything? No, he doesn't want to eat. Oh, he's mm-hmm. in pain then. Painful. Yeah. Yeah, so you want to get them. Because also, too, another thing that, this is just FYI, that you might want to, you know, as long as as they get done feeling them and seeing what the heck is going on in there. Some dogs that come up lame ASAP like this, it could be Lyme, you know, Lyme disease. Yeah. That that, that, they kind of go paralyzed. So you might want to have a Lyme test done just to rule out that it's not Lyme's disease. But, you know, hopefully, but if he's not eating, then he's in true, like, you know, ouch, I hurt, and, and then go from there. All right. Right. Yeah, the, 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 the problem kind of with a whiner. He's kind of a whiner. Yeah. So that would be the setter side. Try to feel around, and he he whines about it. So. The, the, well, the problem with these dogs is that so, if if it is something like a slip disc, and the longer the disc puts pressure on the spinal cord, those nerves start to die, and then they lose sensation and lose the ability like. They're not going to get the ability to back to move their hind legs, but they also start to lose sensation. And that is really critical. That's the kind of thing where the faster you get them treatment, it can make a difference on whether the dog's ever going to walk again or not. Okay. So it, it is kind of a, a bit of an emergency uh, until you can, like, figure out what's going on. Figure out what it is. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, Thank good. You. You're, you're good luck. Okay, kiddo? Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Oh, 13, 14, that's a long live, but, you know... Uh, but if he's not yeah. eating, that's that tells you that he, that yeah, dog is not it feeling could be, good. Could be Lyme disease with a high fever. Could be meningitis with a fever. Could be pain. Could be all of the yeah. above kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. You so want hard it. to know because I, I think that because I usually do a twenty four hour that you know see what it's like in twenty four hours if I can see if I can see that the dog is not in pain or the cat is not in pain. Right. I mean, if they're not eating, we got pain. It's a problem. Get it. Get 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 your little butt right. in there. But but also sometimes. Um, Sometimes with vestibular disease, which is the vertigo, I mean, you know, sometimes it just makes you feel so sick that you're not going to eat. Right. So oh, okay, that's true. So you have, you know, there, there's just too many options that it could be. Too many variables. Yeah. Options. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you at least need to try to figure out, like, is it? You I know, know with older dogs, cord, too. Uh, older dogs, even I mean, not 
what happened here, but this is FYI mm. to everybody that's out there. You know, um, if you got a dog that's been playing fetch a lot, uh, doing the frisbee, doing the agility, a lot of jumping, jerking, turning, twisting, you know, you need to go take that dog in for an adjustment. You know, same with cats. Cats are always right. jumping and such like that. Chiropractic is the best thing that ever hit the, uh, the animal world. Horses, you know, horses, cats, dogs, imagine pigs, anything that has a vertebrae yeah. <laughs> can, you know, do well by being adjusted. Why wait? You know, for all of a sudden, you know, the the dog, because uh, I know uh, there's some of the chiropractics where they have to, had to bring the dog in, uh, like in a towel sling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the dog is walking very slowly away, but he's walking on his own. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's why don't blame it. Oh, that's AIDS. That's why they're walking like that. Sometimes it's just an adjustment to get them. You know, uh, to me, I think every dog should go in at least every six months. You know, you know, mm-hmm. depends on the activity level of the dog. You know, for a chiropractic adjustment. But you know, the more active, obviously, the dog, just like that horse or whatever. Same with the person. <laughs> yep. The more active you are, the more you can mess it up, right? Okay, who's up next? Okay, we're going to talk to Wendy, Mm -hmm. and Wendy has a question about her two Pomeranians that are fighting during the night. Uh, During the night. Yes. Very interesting. Hey, Wendy, how you doing? Hi. I have uh, an old man who is 16 years old, Mm -hmm. and he has kind of that cataract look in his eyes, so his sight is very limited. Uh He has probably half of his teeth. Okay. And he sleeps most of the day. Mm-hmm. And then at, and I have another palm who's two years old, a female. She's not neutered or spayed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's high energy. But it's weird because at night, at three in the morning or four in the morning, whatever time it is, I hear a major fight go down where I have to get out of my bed. I run downstairs to see what's going on. And... I I don't know what started the fight. Why are they up right now? But it sounds really bad. And my female, I feel like she really sounds aggressive. And I know he can be aggressive when he's fearful because he can't see very well. Right, right. Okay. First of all, you, uh, somebody's in a kennel at night. You know, they they don't have freedom in the house. All right. They're so, in a mud room. I have them in a section in the mud room where they're both in their little beds. But no, 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 but, no, no, no. You have to have where one is in a kennel and one can be free. And I would opt the two-year-old should be in the kennel. <laughs> Cause okay. The, because you have to separate them because it's something's happening and you don't have any control when you're upstairs sleeping, all right? And so you got to protect mm-hmm. your old man. And my guess is that the little one, you know, he might get bumped and he doesn't know who it is. You know, she gets up maybe mm-hmm. to go poke at him or sniff him and he comes up and then she reacts it would be my guess, all right? And yeah. so the thing is, is what you got to do and being that she's new to the party here, she's only two, that she has to sleep in a kennel. Okay, and so that she is totally individually by herself, and he's got his bed to sleep in, and now nobody can bump anybody during the night. All right, because if this doesn't happen, this doesn't happen at all during the day. Correct? I uh, rarely, but actually, occasionally it will. Actually, no, it's gotten increasingly worse. Where maybe while we're eating dinner or in the afternoon, I might hear it, and I run in there again, and I'm like, "What's going on?" And sometimes he has like spit on his head, like she's you know adam or something right right was well, my guess is she's taken after him is taken after him she's being a, a pushy little gal uh, because she you know uh, the thing is is the dogs get older dogs uh 
somebody has to be number one, somebody has to be number two, three, so, you know, they rank, right? And so because mm-hmm. he's starting to lose his balance and maybe not as spry and his hearing and his sight, she's thinking that she's going to take the leadership away from him and be a little bit more pushy with him. Oh, and so it is, she's beyond the leader. Yeah. Like, way, yeah. <laughs> and so that's the thing, and I'm sure he's, you know, because his senses are starting to dull, his hearing and his sight, that he's not... He's, he doesn't want to be pushed around, so he's coming back at her, and then she's like, well, how dare you? <laughs> and then it ensues. Can you hold on so we can address this a little bit more when he get back? Okay, yeah. don't don't hang up, okay? Okay, a sheriff is in the middle, in the Old West, rides in, into town on Friday. He stays for three days in town and leaves on Friday. How is this possible? Hey, already then, okay, a sheriff. He rode in in the Old West, rides into town on Friday. He stays for three days in town and leaves on Friday. How is this possible? I got this one. All right. It's because his horse, the horse's name is Friday. Excellent. Yep, yep, yep. I, I got that one, guys. Good, good, good. Yep. yep. Yeah, I told her, I said, hopefully she gets this one because I mentioned that one a while back. So that was good. Did you? Yeah, I did. Oh. Yeah, but not I didn't remember it either. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, we're back with Wendy. Sure. Uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay, Wendy, are you with us? Yeah. All right. Okay, so um, so th- that's why right now what I would do is that you need to really control the situation. Whether you want to let the, the two-year-old drag a nylon leash around the house so you got something to step on or, you know, you can usually tell if they're about ready to be not naughty. You know, they start eyeing them up like, hey, I don't think I like your face right now. <laughs> and so, right. Um, and then I would start using a kennel, you know, try to separate. I would not leave the dogs alone when you leave the house. Somebody goes into okay. the kennel when you leave. So you you take control of the situation because you're, like I say, you got to help the old one he can't help himself you know he's starting to lose you know lose it as far as mm-hmm. his like you know being quick and fast and spin and get out of her way as far as her, his hearing's in, in, in his sight all right so that's the thing but yeah. let, let her like it'll drag a six foot nine line leash around the house so you've always got something to quick step on pick up grab if she's being abnormally not nice uh let's say then she's time out uh, you might want to do that periodically during the day anyway uh for sure like when you're eating you know then she goes into the kennel while you eat and then maybe she could eat at the same time, feed her in her kennel, all right? And so that we well, got to try to take triggers away and maintain. Remember, you're the one that chose to get another dog. Your other dog was perfectly content <laughs> being with you as this human, all right? So you've got to help this one and work it to, work them together here so that it'll work out. Okay. Okay? Thank you. You bet. Good luck, kiddo. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, and that, you know, sometimes, like I say, we're and I'm sure maybe her thought pattern was, you know, the other one dog is getting older. So I don't want to be without a dog. So I'm going to get a new one and they can, the old one can teach new ones, you know, and sometimes that works. Sometimes it brings the older ones back into being a pup again. And mm-hmm. sometimes, it, and I always tell people, you know how they can tell if they, another dog should be added to the family. If you have uh, family, friends, relatives, and your dog, you have play dates and the dog just excels at being friends, you know, like loves to interact with other dogs, 10 to 1, he'd be a good candidate for getting another dog. If you have a dog that is kind of like, yeah, you go play and leave me out of it, you know, type thing. 
thing. He's not being snarky with them. Just doesn't want to interact. He'd rather sit on the human's lap and watch. Unless it's a great day and then he'll lean on you. <laughs> but then you know you're their candidate for another, you know, having another dog. Uh, but I understand the mindset, you know, whereas I, I've ne- I'm down to one horse. And I've never, I've, anytime I lost a horse, I've always had a horse. Mm-hmm. So the loss wasn't like, I have no horses. And, and there's days when I wake up to go feed Jake because he's 33 years old. And that if I come down, if I don't, when I go, hey, Jakers, and if I don't hear the, <laughs> like, get your butt down here, I'm hungry. You know, that is like, oh my God, is this the morning? You know, and so then I, like I said, I, I just, I'm kind of subliminally looking for a, a small horse gilding that's dead broke, you know, for my grandkids. So anyway, I don't want a pony. I want a small horse. So if anybody's out there, got a dead broke one, more trustworthy with kids. So anyway, okay. Now you went to the, you learned something new at your vet conference this last, I this did. weekend. I learned all kinds of new stuff. Um, sure. So one of the interesting things was there was a whole day of discussion about vaccines. All right. And, um, uh, apparently the you know the the consensus is pretty much that as far as the distemper hepatitis and parvo vaccines so your dog gets these as a puppy goes through the series of puppy shots mm-hmm. and then it still is recommended to give that one year adult booster because theoretically when you're done with the puppy shots the dog is 4 or 5 months old and the immune system is not considered to be mature until the dogs are 6 to 9 months old so a year later, you give them their adult distemper vaccine, and then um, they and the parvo, the distemper, the distemper the parvo. combo. Yep. Okay. What is it? Distemper parvo and well, the basic is distemper hepatitis and parvo, okay. or distemper adenovirus and parvo. Okay. And then they should be done for life. Okay. Wow. They said it at the vet conference. I know that was pretty nice. Oh wow! And how many vets do you think will go along with that? <laughs> I don't know. There's a room full of people though. That's good. We'll see what they decide to do. Okay. But- but I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Remember, the only shot that's required by law is rabies. And a story. Right. All the rest are, are your right. your decisions. And so if you understand by like reading Shock to the System by O'Driscoll, understand how vaccines work, you might be more comfortable in making that decision for your dog and not load them up with vaccines. And there was some discussion, too. So like a lot of the kennel cough vaccines are um, they're Now they're, you know, they're intranasal. The, the ones that go in the nose have been yep. around for a long time and they've got oral mm-hmm vaccines but there there is a possibly an issue because what happens when you put drops of something up a dog's nose what they sneeze that's right yeah and and you just gave them a whole bunch of bacteria right which is bordetella bronchoseptica but it is very similar to bordetella pertussis which causes whooping cough in humans and so if you have somebody in the house who is immunosuppressed or doesn't have the best immune system, and the dog sneezes on them, they could potentially be exposed to this bacteria. So, yeah, so there's definitely some considerations about, um, you know, using using vaccines, kind of thinking about who else is going to be exposed to this stuff once you do it. Wow, okay. Um, I mean, you know, obviously because it's a mainstream veterinary conference, they're very pro uh, using uh, flea and tick chemicals year-round. So there was some discussion about that. And then somebody said, you know, well, gosh, you know, what about protecting humans? And the lecturer laughed and he said, ha, 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 it's illegal to use these kind of pesticides in humans. The FDA will never approve it. <laughs> so these pesticides that are so toxic that there's no way to get them into humans, but you're going to feed Be them or to your put dog them on. or dump them on. So in the form of NexGuard, Brevecto, Simparica... 
or topical ones like Frontline, Revolution, you mm-hmm. know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's okay to dump pesticides on your dog or inside your dog, but oh, gosh, no, they'll never approve it for humans. Well, if you read the back of them, most of them, you need a hazmat suit to even handle them. Yeah. And, and I'm putting this on my dog or in my dog. Yeah. So Hello. that's like, yeah. So, so one of my clients <laughs> has, cat, a, has a dog who, you know, we were thinking that the dog probably has um, sarcoptic mange because people in the house are getting itchy and developing rashes too. Okay. It's a kind of mite. And so the, the treatment that she was given for the dog by the regular vet, and she said to me, you know, is this, is this, you know, what I want to use? And it was NextGuard, the one that you feed them. And I okay. said to her, you know what? You might want to go online and Google the side effects. Okay. Like really, truly know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. And then she emailed me after and she said, ooh, if, if I looked at the side effects ahead of time, I would never have given that to my dog. Yeah. So it's just, you know, helpful to know. I mean, these things are literally toxic pesticides that they put in single use vials or make it into a yummy chewable treat. <laughs> and see, my theory on that, which I teach in my class, is that if you do a topical, if there's this, if they're if they go into like seizures or start foaming at the mouth and staggering, at least it's you could take dog dish soap and try to, you know, wet down the spot, you know, and work in it and try to break that oils down so they're no longer absorbing it into their skin. But if they give them something digestible, Brevectin or how is that? Is that Brevecto or what I can never remember? Brevecto, next guard, yeah, yeah. and okay, Right. Yeah. Okay. Then if it, something goes wrong, it's in the dog. And there are no You're antidotes. Done. There yeah. are no antidotes. So basically all you do is like, you know, you, I mean, you stand and watch your dog seize. If if you have a holistic vet, then you have tools at your disposal. But for everybody else, you basically have to cross your fingers and kind of wait it out because some of those things last for three months inside the dog. And if there's no antidote, there's not a whole lot that you can do. Of course, on the holistic side, we've got tools like probiotics, activated charcoal, milk thistle, um, homeopathic Nux Vomica, you know, is the great detoxifier. So those are the kinds of things that I use when I have patients like that who have to be detoxified. Sometimes they have to be detoxified because the humans in the household are having bad reactions to the dogs now that the dogs have been treated. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I've had that happen a lot. So just something to think about, like realistically reducing our chemical exposure is in all of our best interest. Just like like with the organic organic lawns by Lunseth.com. You know, they they do these studies and prove the connection between chemicals and cancer. And I'm just saying. Well, I know the chemical season, you know, is coming up with the stupid long services and stuff that don't do organic. And also there's a 70, there's studies that 70% of dogs that, and cat or dogs mostly that, uh, you know, have lawn service, you know, the chem lawn, uh, all the chemicals on the lawn that 70% have a higher, uh, 70% chance higher of lymphomas on -hmm. those dogs. Okay. And, and I just, I don't get it. And so even if you go organic folks and the neighbors are still doing, but you know what, at least hopefully you're lawn would be less toxic than the you know the other lawns and maybe you can get your neighborhood into going organic i mean because that's the whole that's what it is we've got to take better care all the salt that they put on the roads and it runs into the into the ditches and into the ponds and then into the lakes and the river that it totally and, and just it unnerves me you know whatever happened to just plain sand <laughs> oh yeah but there, it's like there there's so many things to consider like a client was telling me the other day about her daughter with asthma, who's, you know, away from home at university and, um, you know, was using the wrong inhaler or something like that. But if you have a child with allergies or asthma in your home, 
Yeah, you definitely want to avoid lawn chemicals. Oh, exactly. I mean, that's what uh, how our uh, Lunseth got into it. L U N no D S C T H is is because he had a new baby, and all of a sudden it's like, hello, oh, let's yeah. think about this. Okay, folks, it was a pleasure. Thank you, Doctor Jess. How can they get a hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic vet carecom And you got a feed raw uh, some coming up. Yeah, got some raw feeding classes, so and they're and they're raw feeding demo classes. So I will show you what to do. All right, and thank you for listening. And don't forget to go to my show page at mytalk1071.com. You know, and learn more about the Go Natural Pet Expo. Have a great week. Don't hide your dogs. Train them.